They shoot the shit. They shoot, they shoot the shit. Shoot, 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 shit, shit, shit. Shooting the shit with Chippa. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Shooting the Shit with Chippa, um, a podcast where I talk to people on the internet, um, except those people aren't my brother or my wife or about Blockbuster, really, because this is not that show. This is Shooting the Shit. Um, I'd like to take this time to thank my $15 or more a month patrons. That's Mason, Christopher Finnick, Patricia Chipman, Hugh K. Campbell Jr., Alex Peregrine, Kevin CV, Mike the Gall- Gatherer, and Tyler Freshcorn. And this podcast, like a lot of others, is brought to you by the Geeks with Shields podcast. Um, Axel and Ulrich talk about all things geeky. You've heard me say it before. Go check them out. We've shared a lot of very similar guests and similar themes, and they've been on. And um, also their show, Geeks Who Haunt. Um, was fantastic just went through their second season so you should be able to check more stuff from them as well soon and with that um i'm having a guest back on again who i've had before introduce yourself to the internet again hi good sir. Oh. <laughs> sorry you cut out there hi i'm kurt duncan uh formerly of i'm the host podcast and just general jack of all trades at the moment <laughs> nice dude well um you just got off of work and i'm on my work lunch break and I appreciate you being back on and I'm glad that this time it's on less uh, um, chaotic means on my end. We, my, my kids were having some severe sleep issues last time we talked. So that's gotten better, but um, I found that if people can record in the daytime, it works, works for me. Yeah. So what, what have you been up to since we last talked? Um, mainly getting ready for the holidays, <laughs> trying to get everything situated before going over the parents and stuff. But uh, I did want to add, I, we kind of, because we cut off so quick last time, I wanted to ask yeah. you, and um, just, I'm kind of a minor sports guy. Um, can I ask you, I know you and Bob are both Boston fans, but uh, yeah. do you, are you guys big big sports fans, or are you just kind of local fans? Um, it, it comes and goes. Um, I'm, I'm happy to talk about sports. We grew up in a very sports-heavy household. <laughs> my, father, my father was um, diehard. Um, all sports, really, but Boston for sure. I mean, yeah. when when the Red Sox won the World Series, that's something his dad had never got to see. His dad was born after they won their last World Series, yeah. and then <laughs> uh, died before they won their next one. So when I, they I won was... the World Series, my dad kind of lost it. You know, yeah. it was just like you know. So that was a wonderful thing to see. Well, I, I was kind of curious because I live in St. Louis. And oh. I was curious how much, yeah, I was curious how much you guys know about this. We have a thing called the Boston Curse here. I've never heard of that. We Until the Blues beat the Bruins uh, last year in the Stanley Cup, which, by the way, my stepdad says he can die now because the Blues have finally won a Stanley Cup. So thank you guys for helping uh, out with that. Oh, you're welcome. Um, but uh, before the Blues won that, the last championship all of our teams had ever lost were to Boston. Wow. And it, it was dating, you know, granted, uh, there were a couple, you know, the Cardinal, it wasn't a straight thing, but it was each franchise's last loss was, and it dates back to the 60s when we still had an NBA team, so. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. and But, you know, it was like around here, it's kind of like we were getting to the point where it was becoming a thing and people were talking about it. And I was like, I don't know that Boston even knows this exists. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I feel like I know large portion of that kind of stuff and that's one i had not heard yeah so that's 
Wow. So how deep did it go? Like, was it like on shirts and, and stuff like um, that? Or it, it was, I, I think we were starting to get there. Like it was, it was definitely something that was being talked about. And I'm like, you know, but th- this is also, you know, at the Cardinals, the uh, St. Louis gets, gets nervous if we don't win a championship in a decade for which I'm like, guys, settle down. Cause you know, we're, we're very lucky with most of our franchises. <laughs> so, well, the Cardinals at least. So we'll see how yeah, the others they're, perform. They're formidable opponents as it were. Yeah. <laughs> Almost yeah. every time. Except for against you guys any recently. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're again, you know, it's, it's funny to have, you know, spent my whole, 35 years here because when i was a kid um every single boston sports team sucked yeah like there was no way to cut it i you could go to boston my dad would take me to fenway park to see a red sox game and it was 18 bucks to sit three rows from the field wow yeah it's you know what i mean and this was in the 90s you know this is crazy and um same thing with the celtics same things with the bruins yeah. Um, for a while, there was fear the Patriots were just going to leave the state. Yeah, we, and we were the town that was supposed to steal them at one point. So. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So it, it there's it's, an alternate reality where yeah, it's the St. Louis Patriots. I can't, <laughs> or, or we'd probably have renamed them. <laughs> it's insane to think about that, right? Yeah. The, the way because now where you know, God, the Red Sox are just a team that's accepted as being a good, good team. Yeah. Um, yeah they were not accepted that way for 90 years um <laughs> the celtics are usually doing okay and the patriots are the yankees of football so yeah uh, it's very random yeah it's it's uh it's definitely been a turnaround because you know as i as a kid too for me it was um my teams generally weren't that good because i got into sports too late to see the cardinals win their their championships in the 80s yep and uh, we didn't have a football team because the football Cardinals left for Phoenix when the when I was in first grade, and, and the Blues were here but not doing. You know, we're kind of always okay, basically. So, yeah, it's it's nice to have teams that now you're like, okay, good. You know, we can. You know, I don't need you to win something every year, but I need you to compete. <laughs> and and now we can finally add a fifth team as uh, we'll be getting an MLS team to compete with you guys there. Oh, nice! That's awesome. Yeah. It'll be in 2022, I think. So, oh, very cool. So, I've I've been around to to a few states and seen. It's it's always interesting to see where ballparks and fields and stadiums actually are, yeah. because you no, know, in my mind, you know, before I had ever gone to one, it's like, oh, you know, if it's a Boston or Chicago or you know St. Louis or New York, you know, you picture you know a, a stadium or a ball field with tall buildings all around it. Yeah. Right. And, even in Boston, where, where Fenway Park is fairly close to downtown Boston, it's still on the outskirts. And yeah. only since the team's been, you know, winning World Series every few years, yeah, has that area built up. And so when I was a kid and you go down to Fenway Park, it was a dump surrounding <laughs> that ballpark. It was, you know, it was terrible. And now there's like concert venues, all this other great stuff over there. But I don't know if you knew this, but where the Patriots play is an hour and a half from Boston. Almost. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd seen it's out in the <laughs> it's out in the boonies. We're we're kind of lucky. Our we you know we've only got our three two teams, and then we're going to get our third here soon. But they're all uh, they're all like within a long walk from each other. 
you can you, are, you can actually they... take you can actually take uh, our MetroLink, our train, and they're all on the same line. They're basically down the road from each other. <laughs> oh, see, now that's awesome. If, if if it was that way around here, that'd be great because you can't even take the same train to the garden to get to, <laughs> to get to Fenway Park, and you could technically walk between the two of them if you wanted to. Yeah, the... but. It's a shitty walk, but you could. <laughs> but so the way they have it set up is where the garden is, is North Station. So picture Grand Central Station in New York. That's mm -hmm. literally the train stop is where the garden is, where the Bruins and the Celtics play. It's right there. And so that's easy. You can basically get on a train anywhere in most of Massachusetts and make it there. Mm -hmm. um, but to get to... Park, you have to take three different lines, I think, still of subway. <laughs> <laughs> it's very strange, and yeah, none of it runs 24 hours. <sighs> yeah, ours is uh, our, our public transit is pretty awful, so <laughs> like it, it, it amazed me because I went to Chicago and I'm like, it there's a grid here, it all makes sense, yeah, and because Chicago reminds me of Boston because it's not as glorified as new york is but the public transportation there you can get on it anywhere you want and get wherever you want and it never closes oh man st st louis is a weirdly built city because we were the first uh where were the um they first started the interstate program oh so the but they started in the suburbs and then brought it into the city so we we had uh st louis marked like a ring of territory around the city and we're like okay at our current rate of expansion this is all the land we'll need for the next hundred years and i believe they filled it up in 20. wow and uh yeah so we have a real hodgepodge city where they just sort of grew out and then engulf some of the suburbs but the the richer suburbs didn't want to get didn't want to pay for the city so there's yeah it's it's a mess, and we we're still dealing with that part of the problem. That's we, awesome. It's it's uh, city city creation is just strange. Yeah, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. All right, cool. I I wasn't sure if I I disappeared there for a minute because you never know yeah. <laughs> with these headsets. Um, yeah, I was gonna say. So have you have you been? Have you, and for cities or ballpark or anything like that, or just mainly St. Louis? Um, my, my, my biological dad is, lives in Texas. So I'm, I grew up going to Rangers games for the, the Texas Rangers, not New York Rangers, um, oh. for baseball. And, you know, I, tr I traveled around, but mostly I've, I've been mostly, uh, when I was in the army, I spent a lot of time in Europe. So I've been more to a lot of soccer games over in Germany. So. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I checked out a couple of the soccer stadiums in the UK when I was there, and it's amazing. They're huge. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. It's you, And you see some of them, too. Like, Germany's got a place that's like 80,000, and it's just like an entire wall of it is just standing room only. And I'm like, how do you got, you know, or it's like terrace seating. I'm just like, you got to be kidding. Just benches. Like, it looks, you look up at it, and you're just like, this is Dortmund, by the way, if you want to if you ever need to pull up a picture of it, it's called the yellow wall. And it's just, you, you look at it and you're just like, how do people not fall down? Like, how do... No, 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 no. Yeah. 
Well, people I, stay completely sober during sports games. Yeah, uh, I, I the only one worse than that is I I, uh, I ran the the marathon in Athens, Greece, and it wow. finishes. Yeah, don't I if you I know you're probably not going to go do it, but uh, I would suggest unless they've made some significant improvements, don't do it. <laughs> they they ran out of uh, water. Uh, I think around mile thirteen when I did it. I'm just I don't know very many people so you did a whole marathon i uh, yeah I, I i was a runner and a, a bike rider before i went into the army and uh our our unit decided uh some we were going to send a couple people to rep you know to go run this thing and i got luckily got in as a very low-ranking private i should not have probably been on this trip but i got to go and i ran in it and uh i that's the only full marathon I ever did. And I was, <laughs> I kind of was like, Nope, never again. <laughs> well, good for you either way. Damn. Yeah. It was a, it was a good, it was a good 10 day trip that uh, I just had to do a massive physical exertion on one day for. <laughs> yeah. Damn, uh, do you remember what you did for time? I, I think I can't, um, one fifty six twenty, or I'm sorry, three fifty six twenty six. I'd be yeah. Olympic level if I did. <laughs> I'd be. Yeah, I was going to say what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, three fifty six twenty six. That's uh, so just under four hours. That's awesome. It's uh, it, yeah, but I I was going to say um, getting to go to that. It finishes at the Olympic Stadium they used in uh for the eighteen ninety six Olympics, the first modern ones, and. Just, you know, we, we were touring before we did the marathon, and I, I climbed up to the top of this thing, and it was just like the way they had to stagger the seat, and you basically had to climb into your seat if you were on the top, if you were in the nosebleeds of this thing. And I was like, no, there's no way. <laughs> like, uh, wow. I, it, it, I mean, they were, these were like, I literally had to like hoist myself up to get to the top row. I was, <laughs> you know, this wasn't just a step up. That's wild. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's all the, you know, you go through different time periods of stadiums. I, I love how much, um, especially when you go to towns that have had stadiums and ball fields for a long period of time. Um, yeah. Uh, Chicago, a Wrigley and um, Camden and Baltimore both come yeah. to mind because I've, I've seen the Red Sox play at both of them. And it's, it's awesome because like Wrigley is, you know, it was built around the same time as Fenway and it's similar construction. It's just bigger. So you like, look at it and you go, okay, this feels very familiar. This is that type of design of a ball field. Then you go to Camden and Camden is very different. And it's in the middle of an urban area. It's not in the middle of the city section of downtown Baltimore. So there's like three, um, you know, three level apartment buildings all could stand on the roof and look into yeah. the outfield behind this. And yeah. they've put stadium seats up there and the vendors come and sell popcorn and stuff during games. But the people that own the buildings charge for people to sit up there. Yeah. And I'm like, that's super cool. Yeah. Like it's just very unique, you know? Who who do you think uh who do you think builds a new stadium first? Cubs or Red Sox? <laughs> Since I I think you guys are the two oh last you know old old ones left oh my god i think um uh, i think since the cubs 
already have the space for more seats. They already are able to sit more people than Fenway, and that's the problem, right? It's putting butts in seats. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, in the late 90s, um, early 2000s, there was, a, there was going to be a new Fenway Park built. Um, they were going to share the green monster that exists now. They were going to keep that, and they were going to build another ballpark mirror image behind it and then tear down and turn the where the um, ball field was now into, like, buildings and and what they were going to do is behind that is a bunch of nightclubs it was mom which was um the nightclub the concert venue that aerosmith i believe owned or opened and that was also access avalon and a jillian's and a parking garage and now that's a house of blues so it didn't happen um but that would have been nuts because you know like you said it's kind of the identity right it's how old it is yeah the minute you know the minute Fenway Park is established 2021, it kind of loses a ton of the allure, in my opinion. Yeah, I was kind of, because I remember for a long time, it was like the Tigers uh, had a super old stadium. And I was like, when they announced they were building a new one, it's like, oh, oh I'm really surprised. Yeah, that, that's going to be a sad day, whichever goes first. I mean, you can't, don't get much, much more iconic than Wrigley or, or Fenway, right? Yeah, I was, I was looking I, on here. It says they're they're uh, upgrading Wrigley, but still going. Yeah, they're adding seats, I think, and making it safer. Because <laughs> they're 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 definitely death traps. Both of those stadiums. <laughs> well, yeah, you can't. I mean, it's you know, they were built in nineteen tens. I mean, <laughs> there has been yeah. some safety upgrades made in the following and I don't and uh, I don't know century. The, I don't know the stats. But does anyone else have a manual controlled scoreboard other than the Red Sox? I, if we, we have one, but it's not original, like the Cardinals do, but it's, it was put in when we built the new state or we had it in the, uh, old Bush stadium, but it wasn't original. And then they just moved it to the new stadium. So I, I mean, it's not, we have one, but it's a retro thing. It's not like we, <laughs> they, they, they put a, uh, a bar in under the green monster that's accessible from outside called the bleacher bar. Wow. And it's actually kind of a cool experience because you, you basically, you can watch the game for free from the green monster, but the seats have a 45 minute turnover. Yeah. You said, have a beery dinner and watch the game. You just can't watch the whole thing. Right. But it's really cool because, um, they do all this fanfare because they wait for the like national anthem to play. And then this garage door like opens and then you're like looking at the field and it's like, all right, this is really cool. Like, yeah. I did it yeah. once. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. We, uh, I was going to say here you can, you can actually go up in the arch and watch the game, but it's uh, not a very good, it's a, you're at such a distance. It's uh, yeah, you're not going to get much out of it. <laughs> that's, a, that's uh, a cool uh, thing. So if you, if, I'm assuming you've been up in the arch. Yes, it's, it's, you know, it's like, uh, we kind of joke because it's the thing you do when somebody from out of town comes to visit, you know, it's about the only time you go to, to the arch. Of course. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I had a, ah, you're talking about the green monster and everything. Uh Oh, I broke. Yeah. I had a thought about something like now I can't think of it. It's fair. Uh, yeah, no, I was just, I, I got off on that because I know I had 
when we had we had, had to cancel and having you on I'm the host because we decided to stop the show, we were going to put you on a sports episode. And I got to thinking, it's like, I hope he's a sports guy. Like that could be really rude to like throw that at him, and he doesn't. Oh, know. No, it's okay. As as you can tell, I can talk about it. I'm 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 a sports guy. I'm not a sports stats guy. It's yeah. kind of like with movies. You know, I love movies. I can talk all day about movies. I'm not really a big actor person. Yeah, I, I get into trouble because I'm I'm into sports, but at the same and I like stats, but I I can't stand like sports shows. Right, agreed. Or and you know where it's just two guys arguing. You're like, oh, we we're gonna take opposite opinions just so we have something to argue about. I'm like, oh, I can't stand that. Like, give me, like and like no, so. I, I, I'm real like I'll be at work and people want to argue about something in sports and I'm like I don't care like <laughs> like what's the, you know, yeah this, let's this is... let's analyze the arm extension used in this play no I don't care <laughs> like <laughs> yeah I, I I enjoyed it <laughs> that that's about yeah. where I go. It's yeah, because it's like I, I'm more like I want to you know we did we did a couple sports episodes on I'm the host and it was always like I wanted to talk about like okay what was going on in the decade that this happened and like yeah. you know because we we looked at like Muhammad Ali's Rumble in the Jungle or hit Ali versus Foreman and Rumble in the Jungle and it was just like looking into like what was going on and like you know telling people you know like uh showing telling my co-host what was going on in the news and like you know the kind of things that like came about during that decade and it's like oh god some of this stuff is so old you just like you forget that it hasn't always been there you know well and it helps paint the whole picture yeah and i and i, I like doing stuff like that i had a uh, i had a professor a, not a professor a teacher um in high school that was a history teacher and he he did what he called um, nonlinear, I think is what he called it, teaching style, where he would, he said, the biggest problem with high school students is getting them to not be bored by history. He said, because th- it doesn't, it moves slower. It doesn't have technology that they're used to. There's nothing they can do to relate. He said, so to get your average high school student interested in history, I hit him in the face with something that parallels it. So like we... The, he he had a um a class uh, where he talked about um race riots and he played the sublime song april 26 1992 you know this and he goes because every you know every kid when i was in high school knew sublime yeah. and knew that song but he's like do you know what this song's about do you know what it means let's dig into it and i'm like this guy's awesome yeah he, he did an episode he did an episode he did a class about political spin and showed us a, um, a half an hour of the matrix to help like back up, you know, like, and I'm like this, this all right, you know what? I, I need a teacher that teaches things this way. And yeah. I learned so much more that way. Yeah. It's, it's always, I, I love history, but it's, it's, it is, you know, like, it always is annoying because it's like, yeah, there's, there's so many great stories, but you need a good teacher to teach it. Otherwise, you know, if you're just got a guy up there at a lectern who speaks in monotone, you're going to, you're not going to catch anybody. Right. You got to find a way to make it like you see to make it reach the crowd. And I find that with anything, obviously, you get a sports enthusiast on a show to talk about sports. Sports enthusiasts are going to like it. But if you're having a show that you want to reach a lot of people and talk about sports, they might go, "Okay, you know, I'm interested in listening about Rumble in the Jungle. But then when you go and say, and let's talk about everything that happened in the world around it, people go, oh, my God, 
right like that yeah. and this and i see how that paints and adds to why this was such a big event it's like yep see yeah <laughs> i i bet your teacher uh, your teacher has plenty to talk about uh currently about <laughs> parallel things yes yeah, yeah. he would it would have been wonderful to have him as a teacher he actually the year i stopped uh, the year i graduated and went to college he started a um a fiction to film course oh wow where he did he did books and history and like expressionism and like all this stuff. And it's just like, it was a tech elective, like history class. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is awesome. <laughs> like the, this guy's just putting this much time into it. I think he became the head of the department in the whole city because oh, cool. he was just that yeah. good. But uh, you mentioned Muhammad Ali. I don't know if it came up on our last show or not, but I met him. Did you? Yeah. Um, he, uh, he wrote a book. He wrote a few, but I think it was the yeah. first book he ever wrote. Um, or I, I don't remember. It was a big deal, let's just say. And he toured the country and he came to my high school um, and did like a he like read from it. And, you know, we were all got photos of like shadow boxing with him and stuff. And yeah. he was just the nicest person, obviously <sighs> very shaken and, um, yeah. you know, deteriorated at that point. But uh, yeah. I, I I can remember him lighting the torch at uh, the 96 Olympics, and it was kind of like, oh, man, he's looking rough already, you know, kind of I'm, a thing. I'm pretty sure it was either 97 or 98, yeah, that I saw him. So, Because he didn't last – when when did he pass? Two, three, oh, I feel, four? I feel like it's – The early not, 2010s, right? Uh, I, I was going to say, I feel like it's – yeah, it was in the 2010s somewhere, like the yeah. at, at the latest, like 15 or so. Yeah. But he wasn't looking good back in the late 90s. But yeah. he was just a sweet, he had like really great stuff to say. And I oh, wish I could remember some of it. 2016. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it was recent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I was going to say, doing that episode, like it was, it was interesting to me, you know, the, the, uh, the, you know, the videos of him just like, it's like, cause I, you know, I'll talk with my parents' generation about it and they still are like, oh, you know, he was such, you know, uh, the, the baby boomer generation is very, uh, at least the the white side a lot are still very down on him at times. Yeah, and I was, and I'm like, man, love him or hate him, but this guy knew how to play a mind game on anybody. Like he, it's just, I was like, no, nobody's. I don't think anybody's that successful in sports at messing with people's heads anymore. <laughs> like everybody tries it, but nobody's that good at it. Yeah, when when they try it, it just seems like a caricature, and with him, it just seemed like. It, it it's he's playing like a multi-level chess game with you and you have no idea yeah. you have no idea where the real guy is you have you know you have no idea what and, and i find that amazing that one human being basically doing it himself it's not like there's a marketing team telling muhammad ali how to be muhammad ali right he's just doing it you know yeah i was man it you know because it's just i his his thing about uh, I'll show you how bad I am. If you've seen that video of him just sitting yep. there, like you know, I handcuff lightning, put thunder into, and it's just like, geez, man, and he's sitting there rhyming the whole time, just like, now it's like there's nobody like this. Like <laughs> this. Have you have uh, you seen? If funny aside, because it makes me think of it. Have you seen Dolomite is my name? I haven't, but uh, you're not the only person suggesting this, and I'm like, man, I gotta get caught up on it, some of these. All, Whenever Rudy Ray Moore, who's played by Eddie Murphy, starts talking in the movie in his Dolomite, like rhyming, like old, like, you know, old black stories passed down, kind of like um, 
right he it just reminds me of that stuff from muhammad ali yeah it's like and, I, and i'm like oh this is great and god yeah no you you have to see it it's i don't think eddie murphy will ever in his career have as good of a performance as he has in this movie he's insane oh man yeah you and uh, uh i mentioned last time about the podcast 30 2010 where they're doing what what happened you know last decade of this week basically and it was like the the one of the hosts on there has been pushing that constantly and i'm just like oh, i gotta watch that <laughs> what i what really impresses me about it um is that it's a great some of my favorite movies um end up being about people that aren't very good at something but believe that they are do you know what i mean yeah and that belief that um that at uh, like self um, self confidence, despite not like not being good at what they're doing, um, is just a wonderful thing to see in a character because it makes you feel more sympathy and empathy towards them because you know that what they're doing is kind of a show and they kind of yeah. get they kind of get it too. Um, I love like for instance, it's it's very similar to the film Ed Wood, yeah, which you know is about a. Dr- director that's not great thinks he's great but gets all of these people very um into his ambition around him and they end up all you know getting something good out of the situation even though it's garbage um and if you've never seen the film dolomite i had never seen it before so i watched it right after watching dolomite is my name and i'm like they have to be embellishing on how bad this movie (laughs) was and then you watch it and you go it's literally shot for shot when they yeah. redo stuff from it. And God, it's 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 got Wesley Snipes back in movies. I don't know if they let him yeah. out of prison to be in this or if he's <laughs> but he's he's doing an award worthy performance in this too. And it's just insane. Think he, you think it's he's all... gonna you think he gets to show up in uh Blade for a cameo? God, I they... really hope so. I uh, really hope so. Although my God, my, uh, what's it, my heart? I can't say yeah. his first name. Mahershala Ali. Mahershala. Man, could they not have picked somebody that looks like he's just like I, as see when he's like, I want to do Blade. It's like looking at him, I was like, yeah, that's a perfect choice. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I I mean, granted, with what he's been doing recently, that guy can just probably walk into anywhere and say, hey, I want to do this, you know, and they'd let him. Cause... I I love the way they announced it. Yeah, that was so good. I just, oh, we have one more thing. And he just walks out on stage wearing a blade hat. (laughs) This is awesome. (laughs) I was, I was kind of like, okay, Marvel, maybe, maybe you've got too many stuff, too much stuff going on. If you don't like make that a major announcement, like, geez, guys. (laughs) Oh, there's so much great stuff going on. I, 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 since it's Thursday the 19th, um, we're recording this that you haven't seen the new star war yet no uh i just man we we had the worst time trying to go see knives out and i just got to see that last weekend oh i can't can't wait it's um uh i will be seeing it okay i have i have means (laughs) enjoy it because yeah i don't i won't tell you word one it's hard no it's hard to get it's hard to get out to the theater right now but luckily i i i know critics yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. One in particular, I know. <laughs> yes. Um, no, I was going to say, you're saying there's so much good stuff coming out. It's just like, I, 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 
I have guys at work that'll sit there and they're, they're like, one guy was complaining about um, Alita Battle Angel. And I'm like, he's like, what'd you think of it? I was like, it was pretty good. And he's like, oh, well, I hated it. And I'm like, man, there's so much stuff out. If you hate something, how are you? Like, I don't have time to worry about the stuff I hate. Like, I just don't talk about it. It's exactly what I was saying to someone is that they're like, oh, well, I can't. When you go and see Rise of Skywalker, be sure to like make like a longer view. And I want to see how much you and everybody that you see it with hates it. And I go, number one, I'm not sure if I'm going to hate it or not because I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. And number two, why would I put time into it if I did? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like I've feel bad but it's like you know uh, i used to write for a blog and i i bought the steam controller and then a friend of mine was like or the guy who i was writing for was like oh write up a review for it and i was like i told him i said yeah you're gonna be really disappointed with this review because it's basically like it doesn't fix a problem or it fixes a problem i don't have was the final word <laughs> so like, yeah. um no yeah i, I Hopefully we'll get out to see it this weekend, me and the wife. Um, who knows? <laughs> like our local theater, we've uh, we we live pretty close to a couple good theaters, but the one we really like is uh, kind of smaller, so <laughs> we have a lot of trouble sometimes getting in there at a decent hour. Oh yeah, yeah. My my local tiny theater in Salem um, is looking for a buyer. Oh yeah, so, I've heard you mention that. Yeah. How so much are they what, asking? No. <laughs> No, no, it's funny. So, because everyone was like, well, you know, um, obviously, you know, you, you, the negative stuff comes out, you know, when anything like this happens. Like, well, obviously, this guy never loved the city and this and that. And it's like, no, the, the guy who owns it runs a production company. Yeah. And that because there's a lot of local movies coming to Massachusetts, his work and his production company side is kicked up. So he doesn't want to see the theater go to crap. Yeah. So he's trying to, so he's selling it for like either the same amount or like 50,000 less than he had invested in it to upgrade it to digital. Yeah. By um, 120K. Now, that's not including the lease or anything else, you know, because it's a part of a mall. But 120K, you know, is something that I'm sure some local small time person can throw a Kickstarter together or something and make happen yeah. if they're interested. What I'm bummed about is that Salem Horror Fest, which are a, which is an awesome guy and group of people that run a, like only three years running now, I think, horror convention in Salem, who are uh, run into a lot of trouble because even Massachusetts has their um, people that are oddly fond of the current administration in Washington. Um, regardless of which direction you go on that he's a political activist as well and so he gets a lot of you know oh well this venue decided to drop out because you said nasty things about the president Mm. (laughs) so he was excited because it's like oh i can get a venue you know what i mean and now we'll have a venue out i'm going to own this place and his um pitch got rejected so we're all kind of bummed about that because it would have been cool to see them find a place to be yeah i I, uh, yeah i i hope that you know, somebody great buys it free, you know, so you can, I know you talked about like how much it means to you in your past. Um, yeah, we, we were, we have a dollar show near us. That's kind of, uh, it probably should have been bought by somebody else years ago and it's kind of slowly decaying. Oh, it got to the point where I can't go there because my, I can't, their sound system is so poor. I can't hear the movie very well. Yeah. That's sad. 
Um, but I was curious, did you ever, were you ever part of like, with your guys having a, a film crew, did you ever do the 48 hour film festival or the 48 hour film project? Well, m- people that made movies with us. So p- members of that group did it one year, but okay. Bob and I weren't able to go. Yeah. I always wanted to though. I have a friend that's done it every year. Oh, wow. Um, I, I was going to say I'm in the same boat as I was like, I usually was the guy loaning. Sorry. Uh, hit my mic. I was usually the guy loaning uh, costumes to people because my uh, my all my army uh, uniforms were used in a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah, we uh, that would have been an absolute blast. Um, a buddy of mine did one one year. It was super cool. It was um, I forget the name of it, but it was a guy in black and white kind of noir style running around kind of kind of had like a john wick kind of feel it was like a hired gun running around um killing people um like a hired assassin you know and it was just really cool action sequences and they did it really quick you know it's 48 hour film festival and he walked into a room at the end and saw a guy at a keyboard and the guy would hit a button on the keyboard and the guy would walk forward and hit a button and he realized he was being controlled Uh and that's how and i'm like and I'm like, oh, that's a great concept. I love that. It's like, you know, kind of a Black Mirror kind of thing. Yeah. And I, and I really liked it. And, you know, I think um, uh, Adam Green, who made Frozen, not the Disney Frozen, but the horror movie Frozen and Hatchet and a few other things, he either did does that every year or did his own that his company used to run. And that Jack Chop commercial that comes around every year, the guy making the Jack Lantern that just bloodies himself was actually okay. made by those guys during okay. a 48 hour festival and I it's I love that stuff. Yeah. I I miss it too and I was just like I was curious cuz you know I was thinking ah, that might have been about the right time period that might have been, you know. It totally was. I, yeah. I remember getting getting text updates from my friends that were doing it like showing photos of what and I'm like I want to be there so bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, um so uh anybody listening if you've never checked out the 48 hour film project uh look it up online still going <laughs> yes it is it, and, and i'm sure there's many of them not just the yeah big... it was uh-huh. i i just remember you know i i'd loan them stuff because like yeah i said my uniforms got used a couple times and then like uh you know i also like i don't know i I was a bit of a hoarder when I was in my twenties. So I had like airsoft guns and stuff and yep. <laughs> like that just people had given to me. Uh, and you know, but so I, I, it cracks me up. So it's like all a bunch of stuff that I own is in these movies, but I am not. So no. So I don't know if you've watched it, but the, the Ithaca Morns movie, the, the zombie movie um, that me and Bob and my friends did. No, um, I was, I, I keep meaning to, it's just on your YouTube page, right? Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's okay. on projects I was part of because it's on Bob's YouTube page. But that's oh, okay. even more of a his is even more of a void to find things because he's you know what thousands upon thousands of uploads. I don't even know where he's at now. But um, uh, it you'll see that all every gun in this is my, my buddy Jeremy showed up and he goes, "I have guns," and we were like, "We, we can't use guns." And he goes, "Oh no, no, they're airsoft." I go, "But." They don't look like airsoft guns. He goes, yeah, yeah I spray painted the freaking orange tips. What do you want from me? Or like, this is so illegal. And we're yeah. running around like back lots of Danvers and Salem with, you know, M15, M16s. And what, what year was this? <laughs> this was 2003. Wow. Yeah. I'm... <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Like nobody, got, nobody got 
tackled oh, by the cops yeah. at least. Oh, so yeah, well, let let me know when you get a chance to watch it because I, you know, my buddy Tim is a, is a brilliant writer. He is he, and he's the main zombie in this. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I, you you mentioned that uh, Bob's in it as the um, as the Cyclops. I was like, oh, I gotta see this now that I know that that's what it is. Yeah, and I, and I did I did the majority of the special effects, or not the gore makeup. That was someone, yeah. well, friend Kristen, who we hired, but and the editing and the and the scene structuring and the, uh, you know, all that, because <laughs> because we're we're a very talented group of people, but also a lot of them don't necessarily have the best organizational skills. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, th- I think that's a lot. You know, I had a lot of friends in college that it was definitely the same way as like, you know, anybody who's really creative in their 20s is probably also not the, <laughs> the most like you can't really set your watch by him. No, exactly. Exactly. Oh. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know if I asked you this last time and I apologize if I did, but yeah. what do you do for work again, Kurt? I work in a warehouse. I get paid a oh. ridiculous amount of money to pick up boxes. <laughs> yeah, I know that is what you said last time. Okay. Just... Yeah, it's. I, I work for a company that they well, we we supply like trailer hitches and uh, just camping supplies and stuff, and it's it's pretty good actually. It's like Amazon, but without the. the it's like Amazon, but without the uh, the horrible conditions. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know why that's so cheap? Because this guy doesn't eat this week. Yeah, pretty uh, much. <laughs> and by this guy, we mean that guy. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much the whole anybody picking. Yeah. Oof. Amazon. Um, <laughs> another issue in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, so, so what else? Um, what else you got going on, man? Uh, right now I'm. I mean, it's been mostly the holidays. I'm still. I'm. I'm getting. Re- I. That was my other question I wanted to ask you. Uh, are, are just because you seem the nerdy type? Have you have you done much role playing games like D anD D? Yes. Oh yeah. Um, in okay. fact, for for um, let's see, for how many years? So two thousand nine, I got an apartment in Lowell, and from two thousand nine until two thousand and eleven. So maybe 2008 to 2011, we played basically a non-missed week weekly D&D game with my friends that made that zombie movie, actually. Wow, yeah. So you guys are... But that's the first time I had ever played. Okay, Um, yeah. No, I was just... uh, That's my next thing I'm I'm also working on, uh, along with trying to get my speedrunning records and get into streaming, is (laughs) I'm going to be going back to DMing uh, Fifth Ed, uh, Dungeons and Dragons game. So, oh, that's awesome! Do you, getting... Are you doing it um, in person, or are you doing it over uh, over the Skype land, like some it, people? It depends on if we get. We're probably going to get one or two more people, and it depends on if they're local or not. Because we have so Ooh. far, everybody's local, so we can do it together for once. But it, you know, otherwise, it's going to end up on Discord or yeah, Skype or something. So I have a buddy who's toying with the idea. This is what was our old DM from this game who's toying with the idea. And I don't want to say too much because I don't, you know, it's going to be a creation of his, but he was toying with doing like a, you know, getting the same group together once a month over Skype to play our game again. Um, And he said, but he was thinking, you know, he's never done this whole podcasting thing before. So he was like, if we record it, would you want to host that, Chris? 
Like, you know, and I'm like, yes, yes, I would <laughs> like just have be like a portal to get it to people's ears. And hopefully that becomes something someday. I, I don't know if I have the time, but it was just so much fun. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah. I, I, I'd actually, I sat in on a game just listening to it when I was in the army. And I think that was still when it was just three third edition before the five, um, before it became 3.5. But, um, and I, like, I didn't play until actually I started dating my wife and she was like, uh, her brother was like, Oh, I'm going to, would you be interested? And I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. And then it's like, yeah, I got super into it. Like my wife so gave I... me crap. Cause I actually, uh, I sat down and started like memorizing the rules because we had a guy in our group who kept screwing up everything. So yeah, there's, there's always that. <laughs> so I, I went to PAX East last year and the first time I had really played since 2011 um, was I, I met um, Reed Davenport is Mr. Fantastic over here on Twitter. He's actually, I recorded with him earlier this week. So there'll be an episode with him coming up too. Um, he, you know, he, he works for uh, take this. He volunteers for take this.org at their AFK room in their, that area. And so he got free passes, but he had already bought passes. So he said, you seem like a guy that would enjoy packs. And you also seem like a guy that probably doesn't have the extra money because you just had kids. I have a ticket. Do you want to go? And I was like, and I had never met him. And I'm like, dude, and he lived near me and he dropped the ticket off. And I went. And so he showed me around and he said, hey, at 11 o'clock, the Dwarven Forge booth is going to have, you know, a one hour one off D&D game. Have you ever played? And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, like I could literally without any planning, without the stress of getting everyone together, I could just walk over to a booth right now and play D&D. Yes. Let's go. And it was amazing. And I don't know if you've ever seen Dwarven Forge's stuff. I, I They're the ones who make the super fan, or the, they make the uh-huh. super fancy. I'm thinking, are they the table company or the ones who, I know the name and I know I associate no, with table, something really the impressive. Com- the table company or the wood, wood, wormwood, wormwood. Okay, wood yeah, that's the them. Now, Dwarven Forge makes the uh, dungeon models. Oh, yeah. That's well, like the interlocking modular. Du- and I'm like, oh, God. And I saw them and I just go, oh, yeah, this is why I don't get back into this, because I would just go, oh, yeah, yeah. of course, I, I'll I'll I'm going to go open up a new credit card and buy ten thousand yeah. dollars worth of stuff right yeah, now. When, when you were talking with the geeks with shields about 40K, I was like, oh, there's a there there's a there's a hobby i don't get into for fear of how much it would cost (laughs) well right and that's why i had to have them on to talk about it because they're so enthusiastic about it and i'm like i had a friend that worked at gamers workshop in the liberty tree mall so when our local mall was a dirt mall and they were trying to fill it up with stores because everybody backed out they got a gamers workshop and it was a huge gamers workshop and and i had friends that worked there and i used to always go in and hang out and I had no idea what the hell was going on because I was three years younger than them. So I was like 14 when they were all working at this place. And so I was just amazed by the models. I had no idea how the game worked. It's just like I need to talk to someone that can describe to me like what's going on here. And then my reaction when I was done recording with them was like, yeah, that's way too up my alley. There's no I'm going to pretend I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to pretend. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so do you, what else do you play besides D and D or have you ever played? Um, we, we do, we're currently doing another one run by another one of our friends called monster of the week where it's basically, it's like 
Buffy or Supernatural or, you know, it's, I actually, I think that's the one maybe, is that the one that, uh, the Adventure Zone was doing before this current arc? I think it is. Yeah. But, uh, so we were doing that and it's basically a bunch of college students, uh, you know, dealing with supernatural horrors that keep showing up and causing trouble. So I like that. I'm I'm playing the zombie who <laughs> uh, he got he got bit, and he's a chemistry student who's trying to like blend in, but it isn't going well. So <laughs> <laughs> the first step is the smell. Well, yeah, he he doesn't want to lose his scholarship, so he's still attending classes, but is like. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. So, Bring this up in your game if you like. So, does he have a roommate? Uh, he lives off campus. We decided. Uh, I was going to say, because if he had a roommate, if your roommate becomes a zombie, do you still get the dead man's curve? Oh, excellent. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's a whole movie what about that should be shot right zombie, there. If you're if you're a zombie and you still come back to class every day, do you get the dead man's curve as well? I think you you absolutely should. That doesn't seem like if your roommate does that absolutely seems like you should. I feel like I'm carrying this whole relationship. <laughs> a sp- man, a that's yeah no just just get bit by the zombie take one for the team jeez like <laughs> and did, would the same thing work with werewolf because werewolves aren't really undead but they're also um they they kill a lot of people yeah <laughs> yeah there, there does seem like there's a lot of you know it caused a lot of uh stress you know so i can see i think yeah i think both people need to need to get that uh curve you know that sounds like an edgar wright script it, is way yeah. to happen yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that there. Well, there's, there's. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna save that for if we do. Uh, what's the so uh, director speed dating? Yeah, I'll keep that yes. one in mind. <laughs> yes, and I, 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 I'm at work, so I didn't bring my cards, so we're not gonna be able to do right quote wrong movie today. That's, I, I apologize. That's all right. I, I keep saying when you, uh, when you get the Kickstarter going, let me know. Oh, I wanna, I want a copy. <laughs> there is not a person yet, even, even like Jason Anarchy, who's gone through like the hell of having to put games out, is just like. Do yourself a favor and play it with as many people as you can to, to really figure out, like, what you're going to do with it. He said, but yeah. that's a great game. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, but when you first mentioned it, I was like, oh, man, that's right exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's wonderful. Um, and, he, and even, you know, yeah, I, I just I got to make it. I got to keep on that. It's just been a hard time of year right now. Yeah. I got to get everybody's. Um, I got to get everybody's blockbuster stickers out to them. I have them all in envelopes. And ah. It's just that time of year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was good. I'm sorry. Oh, so you're a patron of mine, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm a $5. Right, so you got, did you send me your address? I have. Good. I'm just making sure. I don't want to miss anyone, but, but I can't send anybody stuff if they don't give me their address. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't envy you trying to hunt down everybody's addresses. Like, well, I just don't want to be that guy. The worst thing is that, like, you know, I'm going out of my way to make sure I, I benefit people, and I don't want, you know, I don't want to be that guy. Well, I never got my thing. It's like, dude, you never gave me your address. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's hard. Uh, it's hard. I'm, I'm just trying to find ways to make it more worth people's while to, yeah, to help yeah, me yeah. out. It's it's hard to ask. Like when my brother told me about this, you just do it, and you know, yeah. people give you money if they like what you do. And I'm like, that seems 
not in my personality type. Yeah, I, there's a, a podcast I listen to, The Total Soccer Show. And they have somehow figured out the the best like if i didn't believe these guys were were earnest i would be like man this is the greatest scam anybody ever came up with they have a deal where you give them money they don't have patreon but they do it themselves but you give them like five dollars a month and they assign you a young player to keep an eye on and so then you send in scouting reports i'm like people are paying you to do a job like Oh, that's amazing. And I'm like, yeah. And then like, if you, if you do $10 a month, they, they promise to answer a question once a month. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. But like, I'm like, how did you get people to pay you to do a job? Basically, <laughs> like they're actual, uh, like actual uh, sports teams wish they could get people to do this for them. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. When we were doing, I'm the host. I was like, I can't figure out how to make it work for media, but man, that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> Yeah, I got to figure out a way to. Do, I mean, there's, uh, it's an amazing amount of, you know, feedback and patrons that I already have for the little yeah. amount of stuff that I do. It, it makes me really happy. But it's, you know, it would be great to crack that seal where everybody's just like, we all love you here. Yeah. And I can be like, I don't have to worry about feeding my kids anymore. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, no, it's just, it, it's, it's wild, right? You know, it, it, this is, like playing D and D doing these podcasts reminds me of playing D and D. It's like, I'm setting aside time to do something that I enjoy, but I don't want it to feel like work. And I don't want to feel like I have to fight and argue for yeah. it. Like, I don't want it to be something that has a negative impact on my yeah. life. Yeah. Because we even thought about like, Oh, can we do a Patreon? Like at least to offset the cost of like, you know, servers, you know, and stuff. Yeah, or hosting, and it was like we got to where we're like, I don't know if we really want to because you know, and it was just like then it becomes a job, and like, you know, it was also like, well, what do we promise them, and like, what if we don't deliver that this month or something, you know, like we were yep. totally worried about it the whole time. And you, you wonderful people are helping me finish up my promise, which was to do a show a week, and yeah. I did better than that. <laughs> yeah, it was like I when you when you asked about like recording i was like oh right because he's not going to want to record over like the holidays and it's like yep. okay yeah <laughs> that's fair enough like in this daytime thing you know it, it's forcing me to take a break yeah we, and i we, don't take breaks at work so it's perfect yeah we, and everyone looks at me and goes where are you going well, i mean I'll, I'll go to lunch every once in a while yeah. i'm just going off you know on my own but that's not like you i go i know it's not like me this is a new me <laughs> <laughs> yeah i yeah, I, I, I get paid. I don't get paid hourly. I get paid by what I do at work. So it's, you know. Oh, that sucks. Oh, it's, for me, it's great. <laughs> oh, no, no, wait a minute. No, that's better. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm, think, I'm thinking you were saying that you, in my brain, it was, oh, it's a yeah. salary thing. Where yeah. that's what I have. Where I, I work 50, 60, 70 hour weeks and I don't yeah. get paid any more than what I'm paid to do (laughs) i'm a former marathon runner who has a job where the more i grab or the more i put you know the more stuff i pick the fat the more i get paid so (laughs) it's great that's great yeah i can yeah yeah i work i I, you know for a job where i don't have you know i'm basically unskilled labor it's like i can you know i'm making more than i've ever made at a job because so I don't want to discuss money, but <laughs> it's just no, no, it's, no, 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 exactly. But you have just you have the exact right experience 
to do yeah. the unexperienced task, which is yeah. weird. And it's, it, you know, it's, you know, it's also, I'm nearly 40 and it's just like, I finally, you know, I found a job that it's like, oh, this is like, I'm perfectly built for this basically. And it's, you know, I wish I'd known about this sort of work when I would have been, tw- you know, I 22 and just gotten out of the army. Right. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Do you even need other employees? We have Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah, they, they so you maybe. Just, so you just saw Knives Out. Yeah. I, I can't wait for that. What what else? I mean, it's hard to get out. Did, did you watch we, any TV? Yeah, I don't watch almost any TV, but I watched The Watchmen. Um, uh, gonna... we, I, I, we, we've just caught up on Mandalorian, although we're an episode behind. And I was, yeah, I, I initially right. didn't watch Mandalorian because I thought it was about Boba Fett. And I'm just like, oh, Me too. and then like, and then basically like a friend of mine was like, no, it's, it's about a totally different Mandalorian. I was like, oh, okay. Then, so I started watching it and I'm like, oh, I love this. Like, this is great. This is it's about a totally different Mandalorian who's interesting and has character. Yeah. And it, like, it, I, I, it amazed me because I, you know, when when the teaser trailers for uh, Force Awakens first started coming out, everybody was super excited. I actually had the opposite reaction. I just was like, "Oh, I I don't care anymore," and I was kind of like, "That's sad." Like I felt like this was my favorite thing as a kid. Like, how can I not care about this anymore? And that you know, it's like I did. You know, we finally went and saw Episode Seven, and I enjoyed it. And then it was like, we got to see Last Jedi, and I was like, oh, I really enjoyed this one. <laughs> like, so I was like, so I, I, but with Mandalorian, I'm like, okay. So it was just, maybe I was fed up with the prequels or something. I don't know what it was, but I, I yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy I'm still enjoying them. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've only seen a little bit of the Mandalorian, and it's, it's good. I, I really like it. I, I was, I, to me, it was like, I'm, I really was amazed at how much like uh, I really enjoy um, I really enjoy Star Wars when there's not a whole lot of force characters around. Yeah, and it's it, it's the problem. You know, people people can go in lots of different directions on this, but I like Star Wars when it's big and silly and trying to invoke some of the old serials and westerns and stuff that yeah. George Lucas took his inspiration. That's why the original trilogy, the four, five, and six, the best parts of that are the silly Flash Gordon-y, not super self-serious stuff. The yeah. self-serious stuff is also there, but they work as a good contrast to each other. The prequels I had a problem with because they took themselves way too seriously yeah. where we have this really clunky dialogue trying to deliver this insane amount of exposition in yeah, those three I, movies. I have, yeah. I and have, it, uh, it bored I still haven't seen, well, I seen it, but I'll explain in a second. I, I still have sections of episode two. I don't recall because you never will. Uh, no, be, because I went and saw it in Germany, and oh. my the local theater was showing it in English because the night it released around the world. So we went and saw it, and I was like, "There are portions of that movie I don't know what happened because the aliens were still subtitled in German." Uh oh, <laughs> that's just I've never gone back and watched it again. So it's not worth yeah. it. Yeah, 
I, I, I figure, you know, it was like the rest of the movie wasn't that great, but it's still like, I just, I was kind of like, it's so weird that that's like what happened, you know? But, but you know, it's where you say that, right? That's, that's, I think why, you know, the force awakens is a crowd pleaser because it invokes all the great stuff. It does. It, it's still kind of lifting from them. And, and rehashing a lot of it, but it lifts the stuff that's the best about the franchise and leaves yeah. out all the self-serious, you know, um, chosen one, midichlorians and force and all this stuff. And when you get to The Last Jedi, I love that about it because not only does it continue to double down on getting away from that, but it questions it. It yeah. looks it in the face and goes, is all this self-seriousness really really the downfall you know what i mean it's like and i i worry you know that this new one is going to be more of the the before i have no idea but um that's why i like rogue one so much rogue one is a clunky movie but rogue one is like here's this whole different thing whole different thing that it was happening at the same time as all of this and i love that about it i i was like I remember some, I don't remember what who what reviewer said it, but they when the Rogue One came out, they said uh, it was Rogue One is the first Star Wars movies that remembers it's a war movie, and I don't know if that's perfectly true, but that's I how I kind of felt is like, oh yeah, here are the guys on the ground, the you know the 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 boots on the ground, so as it is, and it's like oh these guys, this sucks, like <laughs> you know, yeah, it it in in what a brilliant way and i you know as much as i enjoy where the new trilogy has gone yeah. i'd like to see an entire movie that ends following a stormtrooper like finn you know yeah. a stormtrooper that's just trying to come to terms with i just got thrown into this i'd love to see like a whole bunch of other crap with him you yeah. know cuz that was just such an intriguing part of the force awakens that yeah that that character is great and he's there but the minute he takes the uniform off it's like okay now he just has to put on a show for everyone and pretend he's something else but it's like i want to see the inner workings of the life of a stormtrooper yeah that you know, that, or, that was super interesting especially in the force awakens yeah watching finn like sort of be the the you know the stormtrooper is kind of picked on a little bit too i was like oh oh okay like your life kind of sucks like wow yeah not only are you forced to be here <laughs> yeah but but we also think you suck at it and we're gonna freaking lace into you oh yeah but uh, yeah it occurred to me the other day i'd forgotten totally about the uh the one stormtrooper who shows up and yells at him for being a traitor how <laughs> that was such a meme for like a year and i loved that too it's like th- yeah there's such you know, not uh, one thing that I've always criticized J.J. Um, Abrams for as a storyteller, and I still think the guy's pretty awesome. There's there's a few misfires, but is world building like that. He usually lets the other things that have built the world before him do the world building, and he just works within it. And that was a great world building thing. The movie didn't need, but it made it so much better. Was that traitor? And it's like, yeah. oh man, this is awesome! Like you're, you're not just having that be a means to an end as to why this character is in this movie. It's still part of his story, and there's yeah. still ripple effect of that. And, and I and I love it. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> 
Yeah, I just remember that that was every. You know, I, it cracks me up thinking back to like some of the old memes and just like when they pop up again. It's like, oh yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> yep. Yeah, someone made a joke today that regardless of what you think about the the post Disney Star Wars films, they're basically just meme generators at this point. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was I was definitely I had a thought today where I was think I was up on you know up on a ladder grabbing something and I was had the moment and thought with like. I, what was I must have been listening to a podcast, but they were talking about like the baby boomer belief in like something. And I was like, all I could think of was somebody taking that one gift that's like, are we the baddies? And just having like boomers over it. So, are we the boomers? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh... I, I had a boss one time that was complaining about millennials to like uh, me and my coworkers where we're all about the same age. And it's like, and he was like, and I'm like, wait, wait, what age do you think millennials are? And he's like, oh, you know, like the kids coming out of high school nowadays. And it's like, no, like we're millennials. <laughs> yeah, millennials is, uh, yeah. And he's like, wait, what? And it's like, yeah, you don't even know who you're complaining about. Like, <laughs> 30 year olds, am I right? What yeah, to, yeah <laughs> to us. And I was like, what? what are you yelling about? Uh, I'm, I have an intern who's 19 and I, uh, he's awesome, but I have no idea what, what language he speaks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't keep, and I, and I never thought I'd get there because I, I, I was in college for a long period of time because I went to grad school. So it's like, I saw two whole college generations of kids. Yeah. You know, I was, I was 18 to 22. And then at 22, I started again with freshmen. Cause I was an RA. So it's like everyone I was working yeah. with were all freshmen again. So at least I had that. And I thought, you know, that reached another four years into like 2014. So I'm yeah. like, okay, cool. College age kids. I got it. I can speak the language. And then this kid shows up and I'm like, what are you saying? Yeah. I, <laughs> some, I, I work with a lot of, uh, 20, young 20 somethings. And it's like, they'll say something and I'm like, okay, uh, hold on a second. Like, let's work through this. Like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, teach me what you're saying here. Like, Teach me I, your ways. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to be the guy who's out of touch. So, like, explain it to me, basically. Come on. Like, <laughs> the, the one that got me the other day was, uh, I'm actually going to see the Star Wars movie with this kid tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And I was like, dude, dude, I'm so pumped to see The Rise of Skywalker. And he looks at me and goes, big feel, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I definitely. I, I organized a, a billiards tournament for uh, my work, and it was like one of the guys who was there like said something to me, and it's loud, and I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "Is that a drug?" And I'm like, "What are you? T what? No!" And then he's like, "No!" He's like, and he's trying to explain to me. He's like referencing something, and I'm like man, I can't hear anything in here. And you're trying to make like references. I don't get like, it's like, I'll help us all. I'm no longer with it. Yeah. It's like, it's like, all right, buddy, I'll start throwing out references. I know you don't get like, like, uh. and the best thing is because of all the, um, incredible amount of revisitation and nostalgia our childhoods are getting re-injected into this. Yeah, it, so, it, it kind of cracked me up when I think it was Bob's uh, 
how uh, really that good for Star Wars. He's like, this is the popular culture now, and it was just like Ninja Turtles and Transformers and stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, and and, and about to be He Man. Oh, are they doing one? Kevin Smith is doing He Man for Netflix. Oh, that's right. I'm I'm both. I, I my brain can't. I I'm I'm concerned and excited and terrified and feel horribly old all at the same time. <laughs> it's so like if you like imagine like if it was like 1998, you know, and they're like Kevin Smith is going to do He Man. Uh, yeah. I love Kevin Smith, but Kevin Smith doing He Man now is like okay. Um, does this generation want He Man? <laughs> like I I don't know. Yeah. And does I... Kevin Smith understand this generation? I mean, he does have a daughter that's this age, so maybe. Yeah, <laughs> oh man, yeah, because I was I was definitely like before Mystery Science Theater came back was having the same as like, are kids gonna care about Mystery Science Theater? Yeah, and it like it's, I I'm, they didn't I'm, grow up in where you were held hostage with bad movies, basically. I'm really sad. I think Rip Tracks helped. Because I know a lot of young people that have no idea what Mystery Science Theater was that love riff tracks. Okay. So I think yeah. that that helped. Yeah, because I, I, uh, I was worried about it. And then it's like, oh, I guess I, I guess I guess it wasn't an issue. <laughs> comedy did, is comedy. I didn't know Mystery Science Theater really had worked, even though I personally loved both Netflix revivals of it, um, both seasons. Yeah, it took sitting because they the Boston show of the first tour they did right after that released was the first show of the tour. And so there wasn't even like a review of how this live, you know, road tour worked. And so get coming into that theater with my brother and looking around and seeing how all over the place the ages of the people in the crowd were. That's when I went. This worked. This worked. I was because when 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 the when the first Netflix season came on and I was watching, I was like, oh, I don't know if this is as funny as it was like last. And then they got to, uh, every country has a monster. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, they're going to do fine. Like, never mind. <laughs> they're good. Like, and it's just as awkward and strange and yeah. in jokey and not there it's not just oh they took mystery science theater and decided to make it for everybody they took mystery science theater and just said make this as strange as you want yeah and and the crowd will show up yeah i i i really can't wait to see what they do next but i do kind of feel upset at netflix for like hey man we paid for that first season like you guys, you guys don't get to just throw that away Ugh. yeah yeah it's a shame that netflix dropped them uh, you heard about that, right? Yeah, that's I. I'm still upset. <laughs> I know they're they're but not. Gonna, I, they'll be around, but I'm still just like, come on, Netflix. They'll the find hell? they'll they'll find some way to still be there. I I liked that Joel came out and was like, hey, this might be the end of this iteration, but it's not the end of Mystery Science Theater. And I'm like, thank God, yeah, because he was definitely down on it for, for a while, and yeah. and so. It, to see how reinvigorated that guy was, especially seeing it live and being like, Oh God, he's just seeing his baby get to get to be alive again. Uh, I, it would be a shame to see that go away that quick. Yeah. Man. I need more of that in my life. Yeah. That's that. Like I used to work nights and that was, uh, 
my wife got annoyed because it became a thing where if I couldn't sleep, I would I would watch one of the movies, and then I would like she she'd sometimes like come she'd like get up in the middle of the night and i'd be sleeping on the couch and like (laughs) the movie's paused and she's like what is going on like go to bed (laughs) she gave me a hard time because when we bought our couch i i laid on every couch in the store until i found the most comfortable one they have to be comfortable i I told her i said if it comes down to it i know i'm gonna be the one sleeping on it so i'm gonna find a comfortable one (laughs) Yeah, no, of course. We we bought couches for that exact reason because um, of how many times, you know, you just fall asleep watching TV and it's like, I don't want to wake up, you know. Well, my my wife pain. also, she can't, she's a, she's a super light sleeper. She has to sleep with earplugs. Yep, same and, with my wife. Okay, and so I've, like, I know if I can't sleep, I'm just going to go into the living room and play on the couch because I won't disturb her. Yeah. <laughs> or, it, you know. If I fall asleep the wrong way, I snore, and yeah. it's not good. It's it's not a good nighttime situation for the two of us. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I I'm ex army, so I can I can fall asleep on a on a wood floor and be fine. You know, she she gives me crap because it's like I'll I can fall asleep anywhere I want. So I've fallen asleep after parking a car before. Ooh. That's how like you like <laughs> you know just like late at night we were driving our kids around and she looks over and she goes you fell asleep. Oh yeah, hey, awesome. <laughs> so long as the car stopped, why wouldn't you do? Oh yeah, after parking it in our driveway, and I'm just like, all right, I'm good now. I'm yeah. comfortable. The heat's on. Let's go to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> dude, this is awesome. So, oh, what I was gonna say is, it's it's been you know hour fifteen. I oh, should eventually yeah. go back to work. But I was gonna say, what do you have? Anything else you want to tell the world, or something you want to pitch, or something you want to promote, or just tell a funny story, whatever you want. Um, no, I don't, I think we've, we've hit all my funny stories for today and I don't really have anything to throw out right now. So cool. Uh, you know, follow if you want to, I'll, I'm sure I'll have plenty of stuff to announce coming up. If you follow me on Twitter, casebaz 13, uh, <laughs> eventually got to change that name. Um, so, but I, I, I'm, I'm kind of all, always at the moment I'm in between stuff. So no, nothing to plug really. It's awesome, though, dude. It's always great to have you as a guest, and um, we'll definitely be always doing great this. To, always great to talk. All right, always a pleasure, you, never a chore. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you, Kurt, for shooting the shit with Chippa, and thank you all for listening. And um, we'll talk to you soon. Later. Take care.